recipients of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, lift your hands one more time to heaven. Let your glory descend upon us. As we sense your presence is filling the house, we declare, Lord Jesus, that you walk through every seat, you pass every chair, touch every heart, all for your glory. We give you the right in this place, the right in our hearts, in the name of Jesus. May the people in this building be the landing strip for your presence. Fall on us this morning, O oh God. Heal every sickness and every disease. Break every fear, every anxiety, in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, His presence is here. His presence is filling this house. Come on, lift those hands to heaven and receive Him. Receive the King in this house. Receive the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, receive Him right now in Jesus' name. You are welcomed in this house, Lord. This is your service. Come do whatever you want to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. And the people of God said, Amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a great shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Come on, stand to your feet again. Okay, before you take your seat, I want you to encourage somebody that today is your day. Come on, you know what, what we do here? Today is your day for a miracle. Then you can take your seat. Thank you. See, a lot of people are still away on holiday. Lack of this year. But it's like it here. Amen. It's better here. So I think next week everything will be back to normal. Or school starts again. And uh, I wanna I wanna preach to you today. So we're gonna have church today. Okay, I'm gonna preach to this crowd. I think that crowd is still getting with us, but I'm gonna preach to you today. How many of you is excited that we're gonna hear the word of God today? I wanna say before before we start, you know, I've I've been saying this. I don't know for how long, but I want to say this again. If you thought that the coming of Christ is quick and soon, it's wrong. It's sooner than you think. Let me say that again. It's sooner than what you think. If you're looking at what's going on around the world today, I mean, it's, it's crazy. If there's ever a crazy time that we're living in, it's right now. I've, I've heard that, that in Europe, some parts in Europe, uh, a woman, uh, if you say that a man can't get pregnant... They will lock you up and give you five years prison time. Can I get the camera in my face? Men can't get pregnant. So in Europe, certain parts, if you say a man cannot get pregnant, you get locked up. Men, sorry. Sorry, boys. You've got gas. You're not pregnant. Hallelujah. There's a guy, it's, it's right now, it's, it's, it's listen, I, I, I know it sounds like a joke, but it's Israel. There's a guy, he identifies as a woman, but he likes women, and therefore he's a lesbian. Okay, so, we are living in, in, in remember I said they're going to muzzle the ox. How many of you remember that? Well, they're going to try to mute the church for speaking the truth. Let me tell you why we have this problem in this world. Because the church has been given great speeches every Sunday, but the church has not demonstrated the gospel with the power like we're supposed to do. I'm going to tell you the second part of this. Uh, you know, I'm going to say a couple of things that's, that's just the, the truth. Number two, we don't get our children in the presence of God. Because the presence of God is not in our home. So we don't teach our children Biblical truth. And when we teach them biblical truth, we don't have this problem. We don't have drag queens at the age of 15 years old, not knowing who they are. When you know Jesus Christ, you know exactly who you are. When you know the truth, you will be free. Somebody listening to me. And I'm going to say now a thing that most parents won't like. Get your kids out of school and, and homeschool them. Because the schools are corrupting them. Amen. That's the truth. I said, that's the truth. Get your children and homeschool them. The best thing I could ever done for my kids was getting them out of school, homeschool them, because then you know what you teach them. Not something that, the, that the, a person that does not even know God, they believe evolution, that they come from monkeys. Listen, you can come from a monkey, but I've been created in the image of God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And while these things are happening, I'm telling you right now, I've heard that, you know, it's news that they reckon that the World War III is going to start on, 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 on the Temple Mount, where they want to build the third temple for the Antichrist to rule and to reign. And now I'm going to say the last thing, and then we're going to do the Word of God. If you don't like Israel, you are cursed. You are cursed. You don't like Israel, you are cursed. It's not me that says it, it's the Bible. Any nation and any people who's against Israel is against God. How stupid are the nations of this world? Don't they read their Bibles? They're going to try to invade Israel. God Himself is going to smite you. Say hallelujah. So let me just say to you, and I want you to hear my heart. If there's anything that you need to do today, and for the rest of your life until Jesus returns, is make sure of your salvation. Make sure that whoever you need to forgive is forgiven. Because Jesus says, unless you can forgive, God can't forgive you. You'll have to make sure that your life is right with God, because I'm telling you, in a twinkling of an eye. I said in a twinkling of an eye. I said in a twinkling of an eye. We are going to be out of here. Vessel, I don't believe in the rapture. Stay. I'm out of here. I've read the Bible. I said, I've read the Bible. And we are going to be out of here in the twinkling of an eye. Come on, at the sound of the trumpet, we are going to be home with Christ Jesus forevermore. How many of you is excited that we are out of here on the first flight? I said, if you're excited that we are out of here on the first flight, I want you to shout hallelujah in this house. We're going to be out of here, changed forevermore. But basically, doesn't the Bible say that the meek shall inherit the earth? Oh, absolutely not this earth. This earth is going up in smokes. The Bible says this earth is going to be dissolved through fire. And He will create a new heaven and a new earth. For the former shall pass away. And behold, the tabernacle of God shall be with men. And the new Jerusalem shall come down from heaven. Adorned as for a husband, and we will live in the new Jerusalem with Christ, rule and reign with Him forever and forever. Where there's no more weeping, where there's no more sorrow, where there's no more pain. I said, where there's no more heartache, where there's no more fear. Hallelujah! We will live and rule and reign with Him forever and forever and forever. Hallelujah! I saw some faces this morning that seemed they're not not ready. Get ready. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, people. If you want to be in the, in the let's call it the cool hookie. Forget the cool hookie and get saved. Get saved. Get sanctified. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Now, I want to get to the main thing. Too many Christians are bound. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. Too many Christians are bound. Some Christians are bound to fear. Unbelief, it's a spirit by the way, did you know that? Fear is a spirit. Unbelief is a spirit. Did you know that the scripture says in the book of Revelation, for the fearful will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you struggle with fear, you will not get to heaven. I know they're not preaching it anymore because everybody goes to heaven. That's wrong theology. Not everybody that dies rests in peace. There's no rest where certain people go. Come on, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. There's a lot of Christians bound by pornography. Bound by nicotine, bound by alcohol, come on, bound by what, what they say, bound by the devil. Christians ought not to be bound by anything. I said Christians should not be ought to bound, be bound by anything. We should be those people who is filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. But I want you to understand that there's a covenant that God has given us as His people. I want to speak to you a little bit on covenant this morning. That's fine. I'm going to preach to you so you can have to hold on to your seats. God is a God of covenant. I want you to say this. God is a God of covenant. Now let me explain something to you. A lot of people don't realize this. When you get married, you basically, when you're born again, you're going into a covenant, not a contract. A contract is a legal obligation. You know, somebody said to the other day, they said, you know, marriage is nothing but just a piece of paper. So is money and you work for it. Think about that. So is money, and you work for money, but you don't work for your marriage. So marriage is not just a contract. Because a contract has got an expiry date. Ooh, where's, the, where's the Christians at? But a covenant is much deeper. Because when God says He's a God of covenant, 
And he says this in his word, and I'll read it to you now. He says, I will never break my covenant, nor alter any word that comes from my mouth. So God never breaks covenant. When you are getting married, there's three people involved in marriage. Three. It's you, your spouse, and God. No, not the neighbor's wife. It's the three. And when God, this is why the Lord said this, and I'm not going to speak on marriage today, so don't worry, okay? You're going to be okay. But the Lord says when the two marry, they become one. See what covenant does. Covenant takes two people, makes them one. So the Bible says when God looks to you and your spouse, He does not see the two of you. So don't go to God and say, Because God sees you as one. Hello? And then the husband goes and says, Lord, this woman that thou have given me. You know, Eileen always says, this is why God made the woman second, because when he made man, he said, no, I can do better. And then he made, <laughs> he made woman. <laughs> and, 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 and when he made woman, he says, ah, behold. Okay? This is why it's funny. We are made out of dust, but they are made out of rub. Put your hand over your spare rub and say, come here, mama. It's your spare rub. All right, so... so it does not help if you go and complain to God about your husband or your wife because, uh, because of covenant, the Bible says, the two is one flesh. So God looks at you, husband, He looks at you, wife, and He sees them one. So when He looks at me and my wife, He says, Now, how many of you understand that behind every successful man, there's a woman rolling her eyes? <laughs> I mean, praying for a husband. So, who are you Oh. <laughs> so when I speak to you on covenant is when God makes covenant with a man and with a woman basically what he says is I am taking you I'm giving you my character and so this is why it's so important to understand that when the, when the enemy attacks he must find you first because according to the scriptures I'm hidden in Christ hidden in Christ meaning I'm in covenant with Christ it, 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 this is what covenant is. Whoever touches your wife touches you. Whoever touches your husband touches you. Hello? That's the same with God. Whoever touches you touches the apple of His eye. Come on, whenever somebody messes with you, they mess with God Almighty. And I'm telling you today that the covenant that God has for His, for His children is still for today. Can I get an amen in this house? He never breaks a covenant. So listen to the following scripture. I want to show you a couple of scriptures and then I'm going to preach to you. The Bible says this in the book of Psalm 89, 34. He says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Did you know that God says He takes His word and He values His word above His name? Imagine that. When He says, I do not, will never alter any word that proceeds from my mouth. What He means is, I'm not backing down on what I've said. The same God that said more than 2,000 years ago, it is finished, still says today, it is finished. The same God that says, I am the El Shaddai, still says, I am the El Shaddai today. Come on. The same God that says, I'm the Lord, your healer, he's still saying the same thing today. He's the Lord, your healer. He will never change his mind and his word concerning you nor your life. Is somebody in this house this morning? So I will not break my covenant with you. So in other words, people break covenant, but God never breaks covenant. I said, people break covenant every day with one another. But God never breaks covenant. He's the same yesterday. Come on, somebody. Today and forevermore, He's the unchanging one. I'm going to help the Christians be free this morning. Come on, you, you have the answer to be free of nicotine. Free of alcohol. Free of lust. Free of addiction. Come on, free of fear and hatred and disease. We have the answer this morning. So Jesus says, I'll never break my covenant. I'll never change any word that proceeds from my mouth. For I take my word and I honor it. I value it far above my name. Come on, that's awesome. Then he says in Deuteronomy 7, Therefore, know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Do we have lovers of God in this house? I said, do we have lovers of God in this house? He says that He will keep covenant with you until a thousand generations. Let me explain something to you. When you love God and keep His commandments, your children will love God and keep, it, keep these commandments. So therefore He says, the covenant that He's got with you, He will have with your children. 
This is why he's the called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Basil. Do you believe that? Because if you love the Lord your God, keep His commandments, He says that He will keep His covenant up to a thousand generations. The only thing that you need to do, Daddy and Mommy, you better love the Lord your God, keep His commandments, and God will remember your children's 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 children up to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands and say, finally, my children are secured. They have a future. God's got them covered. Because I'm a lover of God. Now Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. Say with me, he's the mediator. Therefore, I receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Because he, he is the mediator of the new covenant. I receive the promise of inter- eternal inheritance. So I've, I've inherited something. I've inherited the new birth, eternal life. It's mine. My name is written. He, woo, my name is written. In the Lamb's book of life. It does not matter who knows you on the earth. As long as you are known in heaven. It doesn't matter who has kicked you out on the earth. As long as your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says no man can, can pluck you out of his mighty hand. No man can remove your name. Except for the Son of the living God. Shut up, saints. That's the most important thing for me now in my life. Is to know that I'm safe. Nothing else matters. Nobody else matters. There's no relationship, friendship on this earth that's more important than knowing the fact that if I die today, that I am saved and I'll be on the streets of gold in glory with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't care how many people you have to lose for the sake of the gospel. Let them go, but keep your salvation. Amen. Shout hallelujah. So I want to show you this on the screen. Let's get to the book of Luke chapter 1 and 26. By the way, as you get to the Bible, to the book of Luke, I just want to say I identify as saved. (laughs) I identify as Holy Ghost filled, baptized with fire. I identify as a Christian. Let's rephrase that. I identify as being born again. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among the women. Come on, you have to say I'm blessed among the women. Not you guys, just ladies. I'm blessed. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Hallelujah. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Let's quickly go to Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. I love that name, Jesus. I said, I love that name, Jesus. I want to tell you about that name this morning. That name is a covenant name. It's not just any name. It's a covenant name. Let me tell you something. Everything is attached to names today. A lot of ladies won't use certain makeup unless there's a name. Come on, help me out. I won't buy certain shoes unless there's a name. If it's not Gucci or Pucci. Am I speaking to somebody right now? Come on, you don't buy certain, certain shirts because there is a name that you don't like. And you only buy certain name things. Come on. In government, people think that if I know that name and that name, I'm okay. Because that name and that name will open up a door for me. But let me tell you, there's a name which is greater than any other name. There's no name bigger, will never be a name bigger than that name. But yet the whole world mock him. 
worldwide, he's being mocked. They use his name as a cursing. Come on, they, they use his name as a foul language to curse that name. But yet in that name, we heal the sick. We cleanse the lepers. We raise the dead. Come on. I said, we are unstopping deaf ears. Am I speaking to somebody? They mock him. They use his name as a foul language. But yet we heal the sick through that name. There's deliverance in that name. I said, come on, there is saving power in that name. And by that name, we are coming out of the grave. Hallelujah. Come on, jump on your feet and say, Jesus. What is that name? I said, what is that name? Can you say that name again? Jesus, what a beautiful name. They use his name, make a mockery out of that name, but yet that name has been given to us to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers. There's a name above. That's the only name that makes sense. It's the only name that is needed. If you can clothe yourself with that name, I said if you can dress yourself with that name, you will be okay. Come on, shout. Somebody shout. Satan is commanded to respect that name. Woo! Satan is commanded to respect that name. That name is a badge to the believers. How many believers do we have in this building this morning? I said, where's the believers this morning in this place? Do you know what God says to the believers? He says, in my name. I said, in my name name you shall speak with new tongues you shall cast out devils when you drink anything deadly it will not hurt you you will heal the sick in my name if that name does not make you excited nothing will make you excited maybe i have to say louis vuitton maybe i have to say gucci to get you excited I'm talking to you about the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. The unfailing one, the one who coming, is coming back again. Come on, say, I'm a believer. Therefore, in His name, I shall speak in new tongues. Come on, declare this with me. I shall cast out devils. I shall raise the dead. If I drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt me. Come on, I shall lay hands on the sick and I shall see them recovered because I love that name. Woo, that name is called Jesus. I said the Bible says he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Holy One, a secret place, a place of, come on somebody, a refuge. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the bright and morning star. Come on, somebody. The rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. That name is not just any name. It's a name above every other name. And at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. I'm telling you, every addiction bows its knee this morning in the presence of that name. Hallelujah. Every addiction. You see, God did not call me to talk. He called me to preach. If you thought that you're coming to church to have a, a nice outside fire talk, this is the wrong place. I'm not a talker. I'm a preacher. We have talked too long. It's time to preach people free. Hallelujah. Shout yes if you're here. This is why he says there's a name above every other name. That at the mention of the name, listen, let me just help you out. You can mock him today. You can laugh at preachers that preaches the gospel. But let me tell you something. We have the answer, people. You can say that I'm an atheist. Every atheist, you better hear me. The day is coming, whether you're going to like it or not, that your knee will bow and your tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. If you don't have a knee, don't worry. That's not a supply board. But you're going to bow your knee. In Cape Town, there was a preacher. You know, the, the colored, I love how they preach. I love how they worship God and how they sing. I mean, the colored people is really joyful people. Comes not like us. I preach to the, to the colored community. 
They will call out, Goyom, Pastor, Goyom. I love that. I love that. I love that. There was a preacher, he said one day, he says, he was preaching on hell. And he says, the Bible says, And he says, one guy got up, sorry, this is in Afrikaans, he says, Pastor, I can't do it. The pastor said to him, Sit, booty, for you so he's a private. But knees, sal he knees. So for you so he's a private. But knees, sal he knees. Beig, sal he beig. Bow, you will bow. Kings and kingdoms, they will all pass away. But there's something about that name. What is that name? I said, what is that name? I said, what is that name? Come on, let hell hear that name. Satan is commanded to have respect for that name. This is why when you cast out devils in that name, you know, they tell me that you've been doing it wrong all the time. You cast out demons, you have to say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, listen to me. Listen to me. When I say Jesus, the devil knows exactly which one I'm talking about. Because there's only one name that has authority. You can call your son Jesus, that's fine. But he will never be the Jesus. He'll never have the authority of the one who has paid the price and defeated death, hell and the grave and has resurrected and raised up next to the Father, seated in majesty on high. That's only one Jesus. Say Jesus. I said, say that wonderful name Jesus. Satan must respect that name. I said, the devil must respect that name. I was preaching at a church. Miracles happened in that name. Went home. The preacher called me. The preacher said, listen, I need to share something. You know, this is, this is weird. He said, that never happened in my whole entire ministry, but there was a woman, demon-possessed, crawling up the walls, running around with a knife, wanting to kill people. And they called me in. And she said, I walked into that room and I said, devil, you better come out of this woman. She said, the devil started laughing. And the devil says, I know you preachers. You don't pray enough. You're not powerful enough. She says, the more she uses the name of Jesus, nothing happens. She says, she tries to do, do everything that she was trained to do. She says, after hours of fighting with this devil, laughing at her, and seems like it's getting stronger. She says, she saw my face. It was just as strange to me. She says, okay, if you don't come out. I'll call somebody that will cast you out. She says, the devil laughed and says, I know every preacher. Who, do you, who, who are you going to call? She didn't say the Ghostbusters. She says, <laughs> she says I'll call Vessel. Vessel Dubrain. She says, the demon says, whoa, I know him. Don't call him. I'll come out. That woman was delivered. And I thought to myself, she said, the, the preacher says, what does that mean? I said, let me tell you, there's no authority in my name. There's no authority whatsoever, but when the devil heard my name, my name is attached to the name of Jesus Christ. I am dressed in him. I'm one with him. Are you listening to me? I'm in covenant with him. I said, I'm in covenant. You can't separate me from Christ. When the devil sees me, he sees the son of the living God. He sees all authority and all power have been given unto us. You don't have to say, Vessel, pray for me. I want to stop smoking. No, Jesus Christ gave you a name which is above every other name. You take that authority. Yes. Take that smoke, shoot that smoke in your eye and say, you better hear me. There's a name. I said, there's a name. And I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not have authority over me. I make my decision that I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. I sat in the plane flying to Israel. Now while I'm sitting, here comes the, what do they call it, the air hostess or whatever they is. She pushes the trolley and there's a pack of smokes that she wants to sell. On the, I mean, pack like this size, okay? And there's a huge sign that says, caution, smoking kills you. You know how many people stopped her to bargain, to buy the whole apple? Oh my God. Hello, did you not read? Warning, smoking will kill you. Didn't you read that? But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ can save you. He can restore you. 
Hey, brought me the rook this morning. What is that name? I said, what is that name? Can you say that name again? Oh, don't you just love that name? When you say Jesus, do you know what happened? Hell started shaking. The angels of God started standing on attention. Because that's a covenant name. Every time you say Father in the name of Jesus, you know what happens? You are in the holies of holies. Because it's not what you've done. It's through that name that you have gained entrance into the holies of holies. So use that name. You know what the Bible says? Ooh, now, I, you know, I, I know people like name brand stuff and whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But I have not come here to lift up any other name. But the name of Jesus. Come and look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. I'm here to tell you. I said, I'm here telling you that Jesus Christ is in our midst. He's walking past every chair. He's walking through every pew. He's touching every heart because where two or three is gathered in His name, there He is in the midst. I've got good news for you. You will not find a demon here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Sickness is illegal in this place. Fear, unbelief is illegal. Because Jesus is here. Shout, Jesus is here. Jesus. Come on again, Jesus is here. Jesus. Come on again. Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4, that there is no other name given through which a man should be saved. No other name. Uh, I'm going to shock you now. Your bishop can't save you. Your prophet can't save you. Your apostle cannot save you. Your church cannot save you. There's only one that can save. There's only one name that is above every... I said there's only one name that can save you. Acts chapter 4 says there's only one name. There's no other name through which a man should be saved but through the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Buddha came and he said, I have a vision. Then along came Muhammad and he said, I have a dream. And then along came Jesus and he said, I didn't have a vision and I didn't have a dream, but I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. Everything starts with me and everything finishes with me. Everybody that comes before me is a thief and a liar. Come on somebody. I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but through me only Jesus that can save you it's not your religious ideas about who God is it's not your coming to church or you praying ten times a day there's only one name that can save I said there's only one name that can heal there's only one name that can restore and deliver and set you free and that's the name of Jesus Christ and we have heard too little about this name in our churches we have heard too little about the power in that name there's power in the name of Jesus come on say this power I say say that's power you know how many times when I casted out demons I was begged by demons don't use that name Use any other name, but don't use that name. Why? Because they respect that name. Woo, they respect that name. Hollywood mock that name. Sell movies by using the name of Jesus Christ. You know, let me tell you something. I hate it when people use the name of Jesus in vain. He says, you shall not use the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not use the name of God in vain. Yet they sell movies. I wonder always, why don't they say, oh, Muhammad... Oh, Buddha. Oh, Hare Krishna. They don't. Oh, Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, but yet we unstop deaf ears in that name. Oh, we heal the blind in that name. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? There's a great man of God. I heard this story. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth. He went to pray for a, for a man in his house that got tuberculosis. His lungs has given up. Doctors has given up hope. He's busy dying. I say he walked into that room and he said, Jesus. And he said the second time, he said, Jesus. 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 
Jesus. And suddenly that man stands up with two brand new lungs, not even laying hands on him, just declaring the name of Jesus over him. Jesus. Woo, Jesus. Look at that pain in your body and say that name, Jesus. Come on, look at that situation and say, Jesus. You see, this is why people have not received the healing. Because they, their sickness is more real than Jesus. When you have a revelation of who that name is, what that name is, everything is different. This is why I've seen Christians try to cast out demons and nothing happens because there's no revelation about that name. There's no understanding what that name is. You can't use that name like a magic wand or like a genie in a lamp. That name should be respected. Are you listening to me? Come on, somebody shout yes if you understand. Yes. Hallelujah. Shout yes. yes. Come on one more time. Yes. Again. Yes. Don't you love that name? That name is a delivering name. In Acts chapter 3, you, know, you can read it all passage. It's actually beautiful because this happened after they were anointed with power from on high. Now I want to tell you this. If you are born again, you need the power. The next thing for you after your salvation is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I, I'm, I'll never be shy about this. I'm a tongue-talking preacher. I am a fire-baptized, Holy Spirit-filled preacher. And this is what you need after your conversion. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. No, it did not stop with the apostles. It did not stop with the apostles. It's still for us today. Are you part of the church? I said, are you part of the church? Then it's for you today. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wish people could just grab what I say this morning. You don't have to say, hang on, hang on. You can say, let me just pull out a name. Devil, I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, pack your bags and go. And if you do not doubt in your heart, it must happen. Come on, shout yes if you understand me. That name is a delivering name. Say with me, that name is a delivering name. In Acts chapter 3, the Bible says that Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer. So it means that they went to church. Now, after Jesus Christ went to heaven, there's no more church. Any person that says, I can sit at home watching a pastor on TV because I know my Bible is a fact that they don't know their Bibles. Because if you know your Bible, you will know that I need to be in the church, especially in the hour that we are in right now. Because the church is the covering that the Lord has given us as His people. Peter and John went to temple. They went to pray. You know, this story baffles my mind because Jesus was at this temple so many times and if you read the story this man was lame 38 years this means that when Jesus was there Jesus would have seen him but maybe Jesus decided I'm gonna leave that one for my church I'm not gonna heal him I'm gonna leave that one for the church come on just think about this okay after being filled of the Holy Ghost now they're on their way to go and pray. The Bible says he was sitting there begging for an alm, waiting for money on bread and something, and they walked past him. But, you know, this is quite funny because I think there was a conversation between Peter and John. So Peter, hang on, why, why did we walk past him? Let's give him a double dose of what we have. Come on, let's do what Jesus taught us to do. Peter turned around and he said, look at us. Look at us. This guy thought he's going to get money. You see, money, listen to me, what Peter was saying today, let me just say this in our terms today, you don't need money right now. You need Jesus. Money can't set you free. Money can't save your soul. I said money can't get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Money helps a lot, but money, money can't answer salvation. It can't answer healing. You can put a million rand down here on the stage, it's not going to bring you healing for cancer. But there's a name. Peter said, look at us. This guy thinks he's going to get an elm. Peter said, look at us, silver and gold, I have none. But what I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, arise and be healed. 
and he took him by the hand and suddenly his ankle bones became strong and he rose up and the Bible says he started leaping, praising God. He was bound for 38 years. But suddenly because one man filled with the Holy Ghost said there's a name bigger than your problem. There's a name bigger, come on, than what you were bound with. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and be healed. You see people, the name of Jesus is covenant. If you don't understand what it means, it means basically you act on God's behalf. You know what you've got wrong today? I'm not speaking about God. I'm speaking for God. Okay, maybe you in the middle hear me. I'm not speaking to you about God. I'm speaking to you for God. I'm in covenant. I'm in one. I'm one with God. Are you listening to me? I'm one with God. So when I use the name of Jesus Christ, it's like Jesus himself used that name. Or it's like Jesus himself heals that person. If I say Martin in the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus say, come on, be healed. That's how powerful that name is. It's a covenant name. There's a deeper, it's deeper than just a contract. There's a spiritual thing connected to a covenant that man can't actually describe. And the powerful thing is, he never breaks that covenant. Why do you think Jesus says, whatever you ask the Father, in my name. Now the religious spirit will, will get mad at that one. Because they will limit you on what you can ask. But Jesus says, whatever. Oh, whatever. Whatever. You ask the Father, in my name, He will give it to you. Why? Because of covenant. Amen. Now I have that eternal security. Come on, that eternal promise is now mine. Because whatever I go to the Father, this is why Jesus made the statement and He says, it is better if I go. Because if I go, I'll send you the helper. The helper will make the name of Jesus a reality. He will testify about that name, that covenant name. Come on, this is what Jesus says. He says, the works that you see me do. And even greater than these will you do because why? I go to my Father. Why did Jesus say that? What did He mean? He meant that I'm going to the Father to receive a name which is above every other name. I'm putting everything under my feet. I give you all the authority and all the power. So it's better if I go away so that I can enable you to become, come on, nation shakers. Now He gives you that name, that covenant name, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Say that name again. Jesus. Come on, say that name one more time. Jesus. Let me tell you, I think that why there's a lot of Christians that are going to miss the, the rapture is for the, the simple reason. People think that when you babble, you've got a relationship with God. It's got nothing to do with that. If it's not personal with Jesus Christ. If, if I say Jesus and it does not move your heart, you are lost. If I say Jesus and something in you starts to wind up, Ooh, come on. It's like, it's like hearing your wife's name or your boyfriend's name for the first time. Ooh. You get that feeling. Jesus. Don't you love that name, Jesus? Come on, I said, don't you love that name, Jesus? When you, when you hear that name and something in you lights up. Ooh, something in you sparks. You know, I was thinking about this this morning when I woke up. We were preaching in Mauritius. And we had to stay in a... What do they call it? No, not the hostel. What? what? Say again? Ah, oh, Cecil, in a resort. But this resort, they had, a, they had a big bar and everybody's going every night. Now we were walking there and there's a sing-along, a karaoke. And uh, we took that microphone. <coughs> now the whole bar is going. Uh. People are dancing. And I grabbed that microphone and I said, My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. Now people checking. I said, My comfort. My shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath and all that I am never cease to worship you. And 
Just let us say, shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the works of your hand. Forever I love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. And we emptied out that whole bar. And if you know me, I would not not been the one that instigated this. I didn't say yes, son. Oh, Jesus. That's the only thing that works. I said, that's the only thing that works. We had a church in Johannesburg that we started up. In the same, there's a, there's a bar on the, on the ground. And then we have the church. We cleaned out that bar. That the owner said to me, listen, the only way that you can stay here is if you pick up the bar's tab. Because nobody comes back to the bar because you preach it empty. I said, no, this is where we part ways. I said, this is where we part ways. I'm not paying for the Odemeester. No way. Hallelujah. Come on, there's a name, people. I said, there's a name. Can you imagine this? The Bible says that when he comes back, there will be a trumpet sound. Ooh, the archangel will sound the trumpet. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall raise first. And those who are alive and remain shall be caught up and they will meet together the Lord in the air. And so they will be with Him forever and forever. Can you imagine that name calls you from the grave? Hallelujah. And those loved ones who has died in the Lord shall raise up first. Glory be to the Lamb of God. And the Bible says, suddenly in the twinkling of an eye, you will be changed. This this mortal body will put on immortality. Come on, and suddenly I have a heavenly body that will never decay ever again. Because of that name of Jesus. Listen to me. When Jesus died on the cross, He paid the price so that we don't have to fight devils today. So many Christians are fighting demons. It's the only thing they do. I get the questions over and over. Do you know this demon? I said, do you know Jesus? Because every demon is subject to that name. When COVID hit, I heard the Lord say to me, before there was COVID, there was a name. And before COVID was, there was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was of God. And the Word was God. Everything that has been created, has been created because of Him. And the Word became flesh. And He dwelt among us. Come on, and He has received the name. You shall call Him Jesus. He will be the one who will deliver His people. Hallelujah. Come on. On the increase of His government, there shall be no end. You shall call Him Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Come on, and His yoke. Come on, He will destroy your yoke. You can learn of Him for His yoke is easy and his burden is light hallelujah to the lamb of god come on he will be the lamb of god that will take away the sins of this world glory be to the son of the living god he shall be wonderful he will be the healer the redeemer the restorer he will become he will be all in all everything that you need and he will pay the price on calvary's cross and he will die on the cross but he will take back victory he will go into the underworld and take back the keys to the kingdom come on and he will put death and hell and sin under his feet he shall be defeated forever and on the third day he will rose in glory hallelujah and he will step into the holies of holies and he will present his own blood he will present his own blood before the mercy seat of God. Hallelujah. He will receive a name above every other name. He will be seated next to the Father. Come on, there will be no greater name in heaven, on the earth, or underneath the earth than that name. Listen, there will be no other name for which a man must be saved, but through that name of Jesus Christ. That name shall become your comfort, your hiding place. It shall become, oh God, it shall become your favor. It shall become your miracle. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. Shout yes if you hear. I said shout yes. Come on one more time. 
Last thing that I want to mention, in Acts chapter 16, the Bible says there was a, a girl with a spirit of divination. So what it means is a fortune-telling devil. This is why when you buy the instrument to read horoscopes, you're busy with sin. You open up a door for demons to get in. Are you listening to me? Why do you want to read the horoscopes if you can read your Bible? They should call it a horoscope. It's just horror. For like I can copy. If they leave the leaves. So horoscopes is wrong. Come on to tell you, I promise you, it's wrong. Fortune telling is wrong. I said fortune telling is wrong. Why do you want to see a fortune teller? Just pick on your wife. She'll tell you your fortune very quickly. And I promise you, she'll also tell you your mother's fortune. So it's two for the price of one. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so so moeilijk uit. Hoe fortunes of your vanavond al Amen. Say amen. So this woman was a fortune teller, and she made her masters a lot of money. A lot of money through fortune telling. And so what they did was, the Bible says when this girl saw Paul, suddenly she said, this is a servant of the Most High God, who preaches to us the, the ways of salvation. This tells me that the fortune telling spirit can get quickly religious. Fortune telling spirits knows the Bibles. Ooh, come on now. Here's my Bible. So does the fortune tellers. So does that spirit. Amen. Come on, somebody. Shout yes if you're still awake. And the Bible says this, that Paul became annoyed. This devil is irritating. Now, if you have not heard me say this, I'm going to say this to you now. I was in Malaysia with me and my wife. We were preaching there for, I was about there for two weeks. We were sitting in a, in a hall. There's about a thousand people. And there's a girl that she, she jumps up and then she, she slaps people in the face and she's over them and I mean she's irritating the living hell out of me and I said to Aileen check this girl yes and she's like this through the people oh, oh like this really I mean like this going like this and I said if this girl comes close to me I'm gonna cast out seven devils from her now I check this 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 devil is coming to me and I tie my devil time I devil. I mean, she makes havoc in that place. I said, devil, not today. Here I'm going to go to the boot. Netty. So this girl comes to me. And I grabbed her by the face. I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And then she falls on the ground. Boof. Everything quiet. And I go to Scarecrow. Amen. I was standing in Mauritius. I preached in the middle of my sermon. A guy runs in, starts to karate. Yeah, I promise you. I looked up, I saw this guy is kicking. Now you have to see this. The whole church jumps up, runs this side. Everybody says that way. And he runs that way, and the whole church jumps up, and they run this way. And I thought, no, my goodness. I heard the Lord say to me, challenge him. I said, Lord, challenge him. And I said, mark my Bible, I close my Bible, and I go down, and he's karate all the way. And I lifted my hands, he was standing right there, I said, in the name of Jesus, come out. I mean, he fell to the ground, the palm of God shook him. The asses jumped out, they grabbed this guy. Now, now there's no credit for a fight. I said, that's how you cast out a devil. In Cape Town, the preacher called me into his office before the service starts, he said, we've got a problem. I said, what's the problem? He says, there's a guy here. We have a legion of demons. I said, how do you know he's got a legion? He says, because the devil tells me we are legion. He says, I can't cast that thing out. He's been here for months. He says that he's so, so possessed that he falls on the ground and he will pull his body in an Arabic shape. Arabic signs. Yes, that's what he said to me. So I said, okay, no problem. And I preached. Everything was silent. Made an altar call. People ran to the front to give their life to Jesus. 
And suddenly, as I, as, I, as I heard, it sounded like a lion. But you think, the thing about the Bible that says the devil comes about like a roaring lion, like a lion. His teeth has been pulled. They fight the public you. Hello. If the enemy attacks, he's like you, public. Act like you gums it. I looked up, this guy runs towards me, puts his foot on the stage. He puts his foot on the stage, the power of God hit him. Bang! Demon started crying out, and he's delivered, and he gives his life to Jesus Christ. I did not even lay a hand on him. <laughs> I didn't have to lay a hand on him. Jesus laid his hands on him. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is a name above every other name. Paul was greatly annoyed. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And at that moment, that woman was delivered. When you go back to the book of Acts chapter 3, I'm going to pray for you right now. In the book of Acts chapter 3, when this man was completely healed, he went back to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Thank God we don't have any Sadducees this morning in this place. I'm sad, you see. Don't be sad, you see. There's victory and Jesus is His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so they, they wanted to inquire what happened. I like what Peter said. He says, The Jesus whom you rejected, whom you crucified, through faith in His name. Oh, I like that. This man is well. He says that you crucified the Prince of Peace. You rejected him, but faith through his name. Faith through that name. That's it. Faith through that name. How many of you believe in miracles in this place? Now let me tell you something. We, we're going to see this year. The miraculous. I'm telling you, if I say the miraculous is in that name, I see prison doors opening up by its own accord for God's people. I see manna being rained down from heaven. Come on, I see food being multiplied because of that name of Jesus Christ. Come on, are you listening to me? And we, as the parents, need to teach our children how to lay hands on empty plates and to see how God will fill it up. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. My wife and I, we can tell you this, a long story about this. In many, many months, many, many years, I had to put out empty plates and believe God to fill the plates. I know what that name of Jesus can do. You can look at me this morning and say, oh, it's very easy for him. Let's swap places. I give you two hours, you'll die of a heart attack. You will say it was not as easy as I thought it would be. Let me tell you the difference is, I know him personally. I don't just use that name whenever I'm in danger. I lay in my bed and I meditate on him. I wake up in the morning and I meditate on him. Come on, he calls me his friend. That's the difference. That name of Jesus, I've been using that name for years all over the world and I'm telling you everywhere there's the same result when you use that name of Jesus I prayed for a woman in Israel she was blind in the eye the Lord healed her eye I said to her Jesus healed you she said no he did not I don't believe in him I said you are going to believe in him very soon you're going to believe in him the same result if I pray for people in America and I use that name they are getting healed if I go to Japan and I use that name, they get healed. Faith in that name gets results, people. Come on, shout hallelujah. I'm telling somebody, you better hear me. The miraculous that God is about to birth is going to be something like you've never seen before. Sometimes God allows stuff in your life so that He can force you to trust Him. Force you to lay hands on things that you never thought to lay hands on. When your animals get sick, lay your hands on them and say, Whatever is mine is yours. I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. You don't have to believe this. I had a Rottweiler that died. Died. Stuff. I heard, I said to myself, I'm going to bury this dog. And the Lord said, No, you're going to pray for this dog. I said, Here, I'm starting no I don't like, touch anything that's dead. I'm a Nazarite. <laughs> I laid hands on that dog. I said, in the name of Jesus. That's it. And the dog started breathing. I think that, that is a, the first Christian dog I ever had. We were preaching in a, in a small city. 
Myself, Eileen, we went to the hospital. We laid hands on people in hospital rooms. I mean, lay hands on them in the name of Jesus. As you lay your hands on this person here, people in the, in the back starts to scream out, I feel it, I feel it, I've got it all over me. We lay hands on TB patients, cancer patients, HIV AIDS, we don't care. We just know there's a name that brings healing, that brings deliverance. Doesn't matter what you are going through today, that's a delivering name. That's a breakthrough name. Time to call the name of Jesus. I said it's time to call on that name of Jesus. Come on, shout Jesus. Come on again, shout Jesus. When you speak about him, I feel it in my hands. Ooh, you might say, you know, I, I know a lot of guys that say, oh, Vessel, I don't feel it in my hands, then don't put your hands on me. If you don't have it, don't put your hands on me. Come on, because I feel it in my hands. I feel it in my feet. I feel it in my head. I feel it in my heart. I feel it all over me. Say, Jesus, one more time. See, it's time that the church comes back to covenant. Covenant. Whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. Covenant. It just goes both ways. Whoever touches him should touch you. If you have friends that uses his name in vain and you're still friends with them, then you're an enemy of God. It's very quiet now. If you are still being invited to ungodly brides, because maybe you're still ungodly. Spirit attracts spirit. Are you listening to me? There's a price to be paid. But Psalm says, Blessed are those who does not sit with the wicked. Come on, who does not sit with the scornful. Even if they call family. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? That name is going all over the world. As I speak today, that name is all over the world. I said all over the world. That name. You know, last thing I want to say. The Muslims must believe. Because in Israel, there was a prophecy that the mercy gate shall be sealed. So they sealed off the mercy gate. That's the gate where Jesus went in many times the place also where they take the sacrifices into the holies of holies but what they've done is because the muslims took control of of the of the temple mount what they've done is now where the door is sealed they've buried 400 muslim soldiers because they believe in the resurrection christians don't believe in the resurrection the muslims believe in the resurrection they said when jesus comes back he's going to walk through that door and then the Muslims will rise and they will fight him. And I said, let me just count down. 400 Muslim soldiers is going to fight. Can I just remind you, one angel killed in one night 185,000 people according to Isaiah. And, and that's an angel. Let me tell you, Jesus did not throw Satan out of, out of heaven. Michael did. So you want to tell me, <laughs> you can't even fight an angel. How are you going to fight God? 400 is too little. You can plant and bury the whole world there. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That name is covenant name. It's written in heaven. It's time to use that name. Like we ought to use that name. Come on, with authority and with power. That's it. That's, that, that's what it's all about. I heard in my heart for a week and a half. Speak on covenant. Tell my people it's time to get back in covenant. Covenant with God. Because when this, and I, and I, I promise I'm not going to speak on marriage, but let me just touch that. When you have covenant with God, you'll have covenant with your spouse. If you have, if you, this is where it all starts. This is why marriages don't last. It's because Christian walks don't last. If you would cheat on God, you'd lie to God, you'd lie to your spouse. Why you me if you if you're awake? Amen. He never changes. So you look at your wife because she, she gets older and older and older. And now you think, I'm going to trade her in for a younger model. In heaven, she's not going to have a ploy. No wrinkles. In actual fact, did you marry her for her looks? If you have covenant, 
I'm telling you, covenant means that I will hurt a million other people as long as I don't hurt my spouse. Come on, I'll hurt a million other gods as, as long as I don't hurt my God. That's covenant. Say with me, I'm in covenant. Come on again. Come on again. This is why, this is why even if you have a problem with affairs outside your marriage, maybe it's not an affair outside of marriage, maybe you're not married, you're unmarried, you live together, and it's all great people. You sleep in your kamer and your girlfriend in your kamer, you lie. But I have an answer. I can help you with that fornication devil. I can help you with that adulterous devil. There's a name. I said there's a name stronger than adultery and fornication.